0: Good morning again, everybody. You guys doing all right? I see you, Gilo. Good to see you over there. Oh, my goodness. I'm just like, oh, super excited over here. I feel like I'm uh, being a, a cheese bucket. Pull out my notes here, everybody, so I can stay on task as best we can. what I want to do is, is, just by show of hands, how many of you have no idea who this is? Just raise your hand. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, good. So I'll make sure I go slow. So I want to give you a little background, and then he's going to talk some more about who he is and what he's doing. But uh, Tim has been connected with the bridge for almost three years now. And like Jillian mentioned, he was here a few years back helping to lead worship, speaking to our youth. Um, Over the years, he's been on some prayer calls. For those of you who joined us in Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire, he was part of that. Now, the cool thing that I, well, many cool things, but one cool thing is that he's East Coast, and so we would be doing our stuff West Coast time. So we would be doing those fresh wind, fresh fire, um, those meetings at nighttime, and it'd be, you know, well past midnight, and he'd still be in there just kicking in there. So I just thought, man, this is just really cool to have the body of Christ connected like this through a platform. And, you know, you can definitely say it later than I can, so I always appreciated that. And, um, this is something really cool that happened, and I, I think it's important when God does something to make sure to share and just kind of remind one another. But before COVID hit this year, I was, uh, something was going on with my body. I don't know if something was trying to come on me, but I asked him to pray for me, and in that moment, I got one of those immediate healings from the Lord. I just asked him to pray, and it was just awesome, and I just thank God for that. And it was something that you had forgotten,
1: right? I forget. I forget most things. So yes, that's not very surprising.
0: <laughs> and so um, I just have appreciated over these years getting to see you, get to see your ministry, and just your heart for people. Now, a lot of times when you do interviews, you ask the question, "Why this person? Why, why that person? Why are they here?" And so I kind of want to touch a little bit on that because I know that's a question that we're asking, and I know my bridge people, y'all are asking that question of all these people: Why him? What's going on? And there's several reasons why. One is his dissatisfaction. The dissatisfaction, the dissatisfaction that leads to hunger, the dissatisfaction with, well, Lord, your word says it's supposed to be like this. This is what Scripture says, and Lord, I'm dissatisfied because what I'm reading, I'm not seeing, or seeing at the at the extreme or the level that I'm supposed to. And so that's something I've always kind of connected with about Him. And then our last interview. uh, interviewee who was in, Camille, also had that same dissatisfaction and that passion, that hunger for God to seek after God and be like, look, either this stuff is real and it's true or it's not, but I'm going after you with everything I got. So that's something that we've shared over the years, and um, it's important for what God is doing, not only in the world, but specifically at the Bridge Church, where the Lord continues to shake off the apathy and shake off compromise and shake off indifference, where we continue to come into being who God has called us to be another thing is that and Tim knows this you guys can be praying for me because and praying for him because I want him to move here from the east coast to the west coast (laughs) so I want y'all to be praying that the Lord opens up some kind of remote job for him where he can come here and partner with us now I told him I was going to tell you guys to pray and, and and hey our prayers are effective right so we want we want to see this is such a blessing. So that's one reason. But then the third one is that we all, as Jesus followers, get to participate in one another's comeback stories. Like a church is always participating in seeing the grace of God, the redemptive factor of who God is, being outplayed in people's lives where we live, work, learn, and play. And for those of you who don't know, Tim's going to tell us more about it. But he's the founder of Mercy Kids Africa. He don't have no kids.
1: He he not clearly he not black. I got time to found. I got time for this. That's why, because <laughs> I don't do. got kids. You got five kids. That's why I can stay up late for Bible right. study. I can. <laughs> you can do all a, the stuff. I'll do all the stuff. Well,
0: well yeah, and you know what? It's another thing too. I didn't. I didn't say it like this, but I have always loved and admired when people who follow Jesus make the most of their time, and he's one of those too. I, I you probably have several people, and it's like, dude make the most of this while you can. And so that's, that's another one of those things. Such a good example of that. But Tim started Mercy Kids Africa. And, and I said, well, man, you do this. And in part, you're just always part of comeback stories. Come on over and, and, and share a little bit with us. Because why? We're, we're part of comeback stories. I could call up 12 of you right now, just who are present right now, and get you to give a testimony. You could tell how you're bringing redemption, the love of Christ right where you are, where you live, work, learn, and play. I can call some of you up right now. You could tell how you're partnering with God's Spirit so that somebody could be relieved of heavy burdens. Like this is a great church, but it has to increase. This has to keep increasing. And then some of us are saying, well, I'm waiting on this and I'm waiting on that. And one of my hopes and prayers is that we would get off the fence about waiting to pull the trigger on things that God has called us to do and just get off the fence and just get to it. So that's one of the part of the prayers of what's happening. So I am praying that God would use this like that. Now, um, I told you about one of my hopes, but I want you to share uh, Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 with you in the ESV here. It says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. This is how you know you have a healthy church. This is how you know you have a healthy church. Not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Somebody say encouraging one another. And encouraging one another and all the more as you see the the day drawing near. So in the context of all the things that are going on in the world and things going on personally, some of the things that we shared about even when we lifted up an intercession this morning, Asian hate, court cases, conflicts in marriages, some of the things that we're seeing on this national setting, this Hebrews 10, 24, 25 becomes super important because the darkness cannot overcome the light. Hallelujah. And one of the ways we know God is working and doing what he said he would do is we continue to move forward in good works. Though we're a little depressed, we're a little discouraged, we continue on. We don't say, we, we, it's not like we're in some denial camp or something. It's not like we're saying that things aren't real. But it's like I have a purpose and Christ has given me that. And so uh, that is one of the uh, verses that I would like to just speak into and just pray into so that we're just like, Lord, Holy Spirit, speak to me in this time. Use this moment to inspire me with ideas of how I can be a further blessing where I live, work, learn, and play. There might be an an elderly neighbor nearby you. There might be someone, a coworker at work. There might be a relative in your family who's distant, who needs some encouragement. They need someone to participate, to care enough to participate in their comeback story. So I'm gonna pray into that, into Hebrews 10, 24 through 25, and we're gonna move on a little further. Lord Jesus, you know where our heart is. You are the one who said that you have made us for good works created beforehand in Christ Jesus, that we would walk in them. So let that Ephesians 2 truth become our reality all the more. And Lord, bless these people at Bridge Church who are always conspiring with good works and good deeds. Let us not grow weary in our well-doing. Help what happens here inspire us to keep on trucking and keep receiving the grace that we would abound in grace for every good work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So with that, brother, let me ask you a few quick questions and I'm going to kick it off to you so you can give us some more context on Mercy Kids. Now, people are going to be wondering, were you raised in a, were you raised in a Christian background? I was. Okay.
1: Mom and dad? Mom and dad are pastors. My dad's a pastor, also evangelist and missionary to Venezuela for eight years. Venezuela? Venezuela. They started church before I was born, but and had it for eight years.
0: Awesome, awesome. And then, when did you come to personal faith in Jesus Christ? Not your mom and daddy faith.
1: I remember it was it was I was five years old when I first came to faith, and obviously it's been developing. But I was in children's church, and so any of you that want to volunteer, I heard that they need volunteers. And the and the teacher made this um, made this Red Sea out of red jello, and she showed like you know Mo- Moses, and and that's how I came came to know the Lord. Come on, that's encouraging. Like a, if you want to know Jesus, come. And that's, I remember, five years old. So, And then since then, been grown. Wow, praise God. And we've been talking about
0: water uh, baptism. We just got to have our first one uh, since the pandemic not too long ago. So one of the things we've been asking is when and where were you water baptized? When and where were you water baptized?
1: I was um, 12 years old. And I'm, I'm from upstate New York, so Rochester, New York.
0: I'm awesome, 12 years old, and then I, I, we've been talking about that. So, just think about that. If you, if you, when and where you were water baptized, and be thinking about, huh, Lord, is there someone that you want me to walk with, partnering with your spirit to see them be water baptized too, to encourage them in their faith? That's an ongoing prayer. We had a time of prayer a few weeks back, where a vision was cast, and it was from the Lord about a long line of people just waiting to be water baptized, and that thing hit my heart and. I'm just so blessed to see what God's going to continue to do to help people to know that God is for us and not against us. He is for us and not against us. Okay there, good sir. Tell us some more or tell us, introduce for some of the folks here about Mercy Kids Africa. Lead the way.
1: So first, I want to love on PD, Pastor Dennis, for a minute. I have really appreciate, we've, like Jillian said, we met through Jillian about almost three years ago and... You have a pastor here who just is authentic and just wants to know Jesus and wants to connect people to Jesus. Maybe this one? Hello, hello. I'm back on. And so I've just appreciated you've been such an encouragement in my life. I know that so many of you have been blessed by him. So I just want to, and, and I'm really appreciating this tracksuit too. This so track can we suit, just right? give him some love all around?
0: Well, you know, I got to give props to my lovely wife because this was my Christmas gift. <laughs> all right. From my wife. My wife's been good.
1: I've been able to stay at their chateau and I've just been, I love just being with your family and I'm grateful for your, in uh, seeing all the kids. So maybe it's when I touch the bottom. Don't touch the bottom. Don't touch the bottom. Um, So I'm grateful to be here in Pasadena. I'm from Washington, D.C. currently. Been there for about 10 years. In 2012, I was able to lead a trip to Zambia. Zambia has, an orphan rate of about 10% of the country. A lot of children lose their parents to HIV, AIDS, or other other diseases like that. And so I was able to lead a team. There's 30 of us. Jillian's been able to go to in a, a couple years later. Um, and from that, we just felt like our team, me and, uh, and one of my friends, just felt like there was a need for the children to have regular food, to have access to education. And so at that point, we, we partnered with... Um, and you can start the slides. We partnered with a bishop who had started the orphanage but didn't really have funding to, he himself was an orphanage but really didn't have an orphan but really didn't have the funding to maintain it in a way that the kids were having, um, you know, secure meal. They need their basic needs to be met. So you can go to the next slide. And so we, our desire is to change the course of a life of, of, of the children there. And so we, we support about 40 kids with their meals, education, and then an additional uh, 40 kids to that just for education. Um, you can go to the next slide. And so I just want to tell you, as we are in the comeback series, Come on, I just want to tell a couple stories of two children. The first one is Sammy. And the, the great thing about comeback stories with children is children don't lie. And also children can't do it themselves. And so you're able to see the Lord's work in their life, not because they've been able to manifest it themselves, but because the Lord has been able to take them from from the street to a place where they're able to learn and grow. And so Sammy's, Sammy, we we were able to take on Sammy. He was three years old, and a lot of these kids have stories like that. They're they're heavy, but it's their reality. And uh, Sammy was found. Um, his parents had died. B- some because of HIV or AIDS, um, and he was given to his grandma, who had about 12 to 14 other uh, grandchildren to take care of. She couldn't raise them all, so Sammy was, wasn't was able to be fed. He ended up eating dirt just to, to fill his belly, and then she deposited him in, in a, on a garbage heap, which is typical, unfortunately, there, because they can't raise them, so they're just like, I don't know what to do. And so a lot of times they, they throw the, essentially throw the children away. And so Sammy was found from neighbors. They reported him to social their, their social services, and he was brought to the orphanage. And at that point, like I said, he was three years old. He was unable to walk. He was, even though he was getting food, he just had a habit of eating dirt. And so he was filled with worms. Um, when our team came, like, he wasn't potty trained, so he was, you know, he's peeing all over everyone. But... And so that's Sammy's story, and then I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna talk about the comeback and how and where they are now, and then I'll go to the next slide. Precious has a similar story. She's on the left, and Sammy is eight years old now. Precious is is five. We're guessing because unfortunately they don't have birth certificates, so we kind of kind of have to dis- figure out when their birth, um, the, kind of their birth dates based on their their size and age. But um, Precious has a similar story. Was also deposited in uh, a in a garbage heap. Found by social services. She had a lot of, uh, you know, physical issues. Was brought in and out of hospitals. Finally brought to Lusungu Children's Home. And Mercy Kids Africa is able to sponsor sponsor both of these children. And now she's a joyful, she's the one on the left. Justina's on the right. She's, they're just both joyful, God-loving children. And um, and so we've been able to, to give them, like I said, support their physical needs. And then Lusungu Children's Home is a spirit-filled, um, Christ-centered orphanage. And, and the bishop on the ground there is just able to love on them um, just spiritually. And one of the things that he does, the bishop does, is there's a story in Judges 11, 12. It's Jephthah. And Jephthah was, the story is that Jephthah's father had him illegitimately through through an orphanage. Through a, a mistress, through a prostitute, Jephthah then, through his own wife, had had her own, his own children. And when they came of age, they kicked out Jephthah. And so the story is that Jephthah was was kicked out of his home and lived in with other people, and they were ended up becoming raiders. And so a lot of these kids on the orphanage are kicked out of their home, either their parents die or their their aunts and uncles will just take them, leave them at a bus station, and kind of let them for themselves. And so there's groups of, of street kids. And so just like Jephthah, there's groups of street kids. They get together, they steal, they rob, they end up doing drugs at y- a young age. They sniff sniff paint. And in the story in Judges, Jephthah, the, vil- the Israelites came to Jephthah and said, we need you to help us fight the battle. We need you to lead them. And so every day, the bishop at the orphanage, Lusunga Children's Home, says, Jephthah! And the kids, and the kids yell back, Jephthah! And what it is it's instilling is that even though you've been cast out, you will be returned to family. And not only was Jephthah to returned to, to his people, but he was also raised up to a status of leadership. And so we're speaking identity over these kids, and we're saying even though you were outcast, even though you might be orphaned, you are now adopted. Oh, yeah. And many of them are adopted by the bishop himself. And you are brought back. And not only will you be brought back, but you'll be elated to a, a position of leadership. And you will be educated, and you will be loved. And so a lot of these kids have been encouraged, and their identity has been... They've gone from orphans and they're being spoken to. They're learning their identity as humans and, how, and who God has called them to be. Um, and so, I, I mean, that's... So that's some of their comeback stories. Um, and something I've learned is that trials... These kids have, have gone through some trials. We've all gone through some trials. This pandemic has put us through things. In trials, a lot of times, we can get into a dark place... And in that place, we start to doubt. And I was looking at the word doubt, and in Greek, the doubt means distazo, and what it, it, and what it, it's distazos, and it means a divided heart. And oftentimes, you know, we might be, we may know what the Lord is, has, has, has for us. We may have been raised in the church, but oftentimes the enemy puts doubt in our head, and we have this divided heart. And so our mind and we have this tug of war, and the enemy starts to steal promises God has spoken over us, and he, oftentimes, starts to rob us of our identity. And so during this time, during this comeback story, I just want to remind us that we need to align ourselves with God has spoken over us. First Peter, one two, first Peter two nine says that we are His prized possession, and as we start entering into relationship with the Lord as we start pursuing Him, He starts to remind us of our identity, and that doubt starts to dissipate. And, and another one, Psalms 139, uh, says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And just over and over again, the Lord just wants to speak to our identity. And as the founder of Mercy Kids Africa, I've been able to see kids' stories over and over again. We bring them in, we give them their physical needs, because that's important. We, need, we want them to make sure that they're, loved, they're taken care of physically, Um, emotionally. And then we start to speak to them in this identity. And Sammy right now is in grade six. Precious is in grade three. Like I said, they're happy, they're healthy, they're running around, and you wouldn't even know that they've gone through a lot of these trials.
0: I just, it it just blows me away. I mean, getting to be and serve a church where uh, we get these God moment ideas, and then we get to work because faith is action and it's moving. And then hearing this story where we are getting to partner with God and seeing lives change, like Sammy's life change, Precious life change. I mean, maybe you should talk about a little bit, like, you don't have kids. Clearly, you're not um, black African. And uh, where'd you get this from?
1: So it's funny. It, came, it actually came out of a kind of a selfish desire to become experienced and lead. I, I was able to, the church in D.C. allows you to lead teams. You sign up for this process. And if you get approved, if you get approved, you get to lead a team overseas. And so I was like, I want to grow in my leadership ability. I want to learn how to lead a team somewhere. My dad's a missions pastor. He's like, I know a place in Zambia that would love to have you. So at that point, we had a team of thirty-four come out my first year. And I was like, great, I'm going to get leadership ability. I'm going to get this. And so my desire was just to grow in a leadership perspective. But when I was there, we saw the need, and the Lord and I love to travel. I don't like to duplicate places. I want to see all the countries, and so again, more of a, a self desire, and so I didn't want to go back to Zambia again. I was I was like, I'm just going to go once. I check it off my list. Africa's kind of hard to get to anyway. Um, but the Lord put in my heart and my my co-founder Andrea's heart, we're like, we need to continue to invest. And so I've been back 12 times since. Um, and so it was it was it came out of more of a carnal desire to learn how to lead. But then the Lord, I was open. I said, you know, Lord, if you want me to come back, I'll do it. And so oftentimes it's just making space and putting yourself maybe in a position where you aren't normally able or won't normally go. And then just being open to what the Lord has for you in that, when you're in that space and make that time.
0: Well, that's really interesting. Let's just talk about that word carnal real quick. Because I know what point you're trying to make. Like you're talking about... Uh, there was something going on in you, and you, in essence, leveraged it so that it could benefit others. So maybe let's not call it carnal, because carnal usually has to do with uh, selfish stuff, stuff that's kind of like anti-Jesus. It, it's
1: not anti-Jesus, but it felt, <laughs> it felt self, more self-serving.
0: But one of the things that is highlighted to me is that oftentimes the things that we know we're to grow in, that's part of how God identifies calling in our life. It's how we develop in our giftings, talent, call. And if God is doing something in me, I recognize and see a need, and then I have to answer the call through what? Steps, actual practical steps of serving. So I, I get with what you're saying, but I think it's so awesome how normal sounding the story is. That it wasn't like some angel came. Nothing wrong with angels. We love angels. We love angelic visitation. But nothing wrong with just being like, huh, I need to grow in this area. And then being a good steward over the thing I know I'm supposed to grow in. And seeing how God will bless that very simple, oh, I want to grow in this. And then you're benefiting all these people, which is why I would say this is a Jesus thing. Yes, you're benefited, but those that you're serving are being blessed. And so those win-win things sounds pretty much like heaven's economy to me. So wherever you are in your journey, like don't let it be... It doesn't have to be some big mystical moment thing, some big crazy from the heavens. It can be practical of like, huh, Lord, could it be that I'm going to have a marriage ministry one day because I'm really struggling as a husband? And I'm going to be an encouragement to other men and other guys because I need to learn how to be a husband. So while I'm learning how to be one, I might as well help others and encourage others in that. And so wherever you are right now, hopefully you're taking a minute and you're weighing those practical things. You're asking Holy Spirit to identify, huh, Was well, is there something like that in my life that's not operating, that can be operating right now? Because we want to continue to see and be a church where we are pushing forward in the things of God and those good works. You know what? It would not surprise me, it wouldn't surprise me if one day we even had an orphanage at this church. I don't know what that's about, but we can pray into it. Um... It could, it could be because you're going to move here and you're going to help us. I don't know. It could be something like Maybe. that.
1: You have to also pray that my Italian mother, who lives in New York, who <laughs> loves her only son, would let me move to the, to the West Coast, <laughs> kill my 75 year old mother. <laughs> Can I speak into that for a minute? Please. So, one of the things that anytime I go to Zambia, I'm reminded of the story of Elijah, where he was sent out into the wilderness, and there was all the rumblings, there was the fire, you know, there was the wind was shaking or the the ground was shaking, and the Lord spoke to him in that still, small voice. And oftentimes, the Lord calls us away to get to a place of intimacy and quietness with him, and there's chaos still around us, but then he still chooses the still, small voice. And so it's not a lot of... And in the social media culture, we want crazy things to happen, and we're like, we want things to either fall in our lap, or we want really cool stories to say how we've got somewhere. But a lot of times, it is simply just getting away and just feeling that little prompting of the Holy Spirit. And it's, it's, it's going to be just an, uh, like an everyday, most of the time it's going to be just an everyday occurrence.
0: Everyday thing. And so what I'm liking about that is that, you know how the scripture deals with the cares of the world, lust of the flesh, and deceitfulness of riches. One of the things I was hearing as you were sharing that is that if we're not careful, those thing three things could rob us, could be a distraction from us being able to hear that still small voice of Holy Spirit to be honest about really what's going to matter at the end of the day. And those things, again, were the cares of the flesh, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust for other things. Sometimes we're just so bored with what God is doing, not really God, but our idea of God or how we engage Him, that we're just open to a whole bunch of other mess. And so instead of doing all this good in the world that we're actually destined to do, we're kind of just wasting time. And so we have to constantly watch out for those things. I ask the Lord every once in a while, i say, Lord, is there something you want me to repent of? And I'll just go through that list, that little grid, that little framework, and I'll say, okay, Lord, show me where the cares of the world have been stopping me from engaging with Mia or the kids or the bridge a certain way. I'll say, the deceitfulness of riches, am I making up excuses for why we're not? I mean, I just go through those grids, and so I encourage you to cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, lust for other things, to see where the enemy might be using those things to rob you of joy and to rob you of being a benefit and a blessing to other people. And it's just something that you can do on the regular to keep yourself uh, circumspect, to be examining yourself, to be like, okay, no, I have flossed spiritually. Okay, Lord, I've checked it out. And then sometimes we ask that question and we need to bring some others into it. Hey, I'm praying about this this week. Can you help me you, you kind of know my history in the Lord. You, you've seen. So can you speak to any of these three areas about how some of these things might be stopping me from walking in the love and walking in the faith that God actually wants me to walk in? And then sometimes there becomes an assignment just in those because those hindrances help us know I got to focus on this while I do something else, while I do these things that are good works. I've also got to deal with, what is all this, you mentioned doubt, where's all this doubt coming from? Lord, help me to see this so that I can be uh, effective in not listening to that voice, where I would be a person who is walking because of what you have said. What you said is true, walking by faith and, and not by, oh, this past trauma, this, that, or the other, this kind of thing. Um, do
1: you have any more you want to add into this? That's it. If you want to check us out, mercykidsafrica.org. Otherwise, um, yeah. Well, listen, he's going
0: to be around. He's going to be around today. Uh, for those of you who don't know, and you are welcome to stick around, we are going to eat a little lunch and lunch. Um, nothing fancy, but it's just so good to see everybody. And so if you're comfortable sticking around, I would encourage you to learn more about Mercy Kids Africa, to pray over Tim, to let Tim pray for you, learn more about what's going on, because there might be something that is related to what God has given you to do that you can hear from him. And so I just thank God for the the resource of this story where you said, okay, I need to grow in this area, and then look at how it's been stewarded, where lives are being changed. People, babies are thrown into trash heaps, and babies are eating dirt. I'm like, it's it's, 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 it's real. It's, it's so real. And so may the church of Jesus Christ continue to rise up in all, the, in all the different ways. I want to have some time of, of praying for Mercy Kids Africa, but I wanted to do something because I've got some um, actors and we're in Los Angeles. And so do you guys remember, maybe not, but if you, you guys remember um, James Lipton from back in the day? A little bit. Some of you are like we don't know what you're talking about. Well, anyway, he would do this thing, where when uh, when someone would come in, he would give them a word, and then that actor would be responsible for responding with a one-word response. And so I thought, oh well, that would be fun to do this morning as a way, as a way of just further engaging before we get into some more prayer and worship.
1: This hasn't been practiced, so if no, it's no, no, it's no, <laughs> it can't be practiced or it won't be we'll good. We'll see what the outcomes like. <laughs>
0: Y'all be praying for Tim. That's what he's kind of saying. You love the spontaneity. I like the spontaneity. I like the spontaneity. Okay, so you don't know. Don't look at my paper. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Okay, so here you go. And these are words that are related to some things that the Lord has been doing specifically with with us uh, since 2021 started. So this is where those words come from. First word, one word response. Whatever comes to you. So I get a
1: one word response. You're giving me a word, and then I give you another word.
0: Exactly. You get this? You want to try like a test run? Let's do a test. A test run. Dog.
1: Puppy. Okay. <laughs> that's the same thing as a dog. That's, this is where my mind goes. Okay. That's fine. Right, right, that's it. That's it. You ready? I got it. All okay. Right, Y'all
0: be just... praying for him, okay? He's a little, he's a little <laughs> you got to pray this. for me. He's a little nervous. I'm not this. an actor. I'm <laughs> no, not an actor. Not. No, you're not. Ready? I'm ready. Grace. Jesus. Comeback. LeBron. <laughs> oh. Okay. We'll keep him around, TT. Water baptism.
1: John the Baptist, three.
0: Oh, okay. Three. Jesus. Love. Church. People. Sinner. People.
1: Bible. Word. Love. Service.
0: It's hmm. good. You did pretty good, huh?
1: Did I do good? You did good. I don't even know what the I don't even know what the litmus test for good <laughs> is, but I'll take
0: it. I'll take it. Well, what, I wanted that because you're honest. You're honest, and I thought, oh, that would be really good. And as we're just engaging, even over lunch, if you get to stick around, you might ask one another a few questions. As you're getting some of that bio- biographical stuff, you might just say, okay, well, let's, let's get to know one another. Let's be the, let's be the church. Let's, let's, let's be the church. Brother, do you have anything else to add before I close this? I do. There's just
1: one. It's kind of a tandem thought, but as I was preparing and praying, I remember the story from, from Matt, and this is just an encouragement to, I guess, to pursue more. Matthew 15, the Canaanite woman comes to Jesus, she's got a demon-possessed daughter, and she's like, "Jesus, can you please deliver her?" And she ends, eventually says, like, "Even the scraps I know you're not here for me, you're for here for the Israelites, but even the scraps that fall from the table. Um, even the dogs get the scraps that fall from the table. And, and I, I felt like the Lord saying, we're, "We're not in this season where we should be okay with just the scraps. God's called us to more than scraps." And so we're in a new time with the Lord. He's called us out. And even though we're feeling this, we're feeling this pandemic. We're feeling like the angst and the anxiety. And we're, we need to pursue more, though. And we need to be, um, we need to be the salt and the light. And we need to pursue more than just the scraps that fall off the table. God's given us his son, and he's given us the power of the Holy Spirit. And so I just want to encourage you with that. It's a little abstract from the MK stuff. Well, but, but right just. in the road.
0: Amen. Thank you for that word. Um, at the top of the year, one of the things the Lord gave us was that we're blessed to press out of Philippians chapter 3, that we're blessed to press toward the mark of Christ. And so that's just right in alignment with what God is doing here. So that is a word in season, in alignment with what God is doing here. Awesome. And we always listen for that stuff, right? It's like, okay, Lord, if you're sending this person, it's need to line up with what you've been saying. And if it doesn't, then we say, don't listen to that, (laughs) right? right. So I want to affirm that that's right in season. And it's part of the reason why I'm getting to lead worship. I am, I am, I'm just my hunger, the hunger for God. It's like, Lord, like whatever you, whatever, what can we do? Lord, put ourselves in a position where we're hungering, 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 hungering after you. So just thank you for that word. I want to affirm that 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 is right for this house. And with that family, I want to invite you to stand. We're going to go into worship and some intercession. The band's going to come, and we're going to go into some worship and some intercession that, Lord, we are lifting up. We're lifting up the things that have been spoken today. We're lifting up the things that you have purposed us for, the good works that have been prepared beforehand, that there would be discovery moments, light bulbs going off, that those of us who are operating in a, in a large part of that stuff wouldn't grow weary in our well-doing, but that we would keep pressing, that we would keep moving in your spirit, in the gentleness of your spirit. Lord, even as we're here right now and we are wanting to worship you, to express how valuable you are, how, how worthy of worship and adoration and celebration you are. Continue, Lord, to minister to our hearts. To, we want to receive from you. We want to receive from you. Lord, we lift up Mercy Kids Africa. We lift up Tim to you. And Lord, we ask that this declaration that we've been declaring, that we started today, this house of miracles, that Mercy Kids Africa will see miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles. After miracles, after miracles. And that Tim would stand back and look and say, look at the salvation of the Lord. Look at the hand of God on this ministry. God, we we agree with you. We agree for those Miracles and the increase of them—that not scraps. Not any of us would settle for scraps. But we will recognize that you are our Jehovah Jireh. Hallelujah! Woo wee! And you have no end and no limit to you. (laughs) Nothing is impossible to you. You never run out of time. You never run out of money. You never run out of anything. And so, as we're worshiping you, God, we want to receive more of what you have, Lord. Where we have been okay with scraps. Lord, would you get rid of that? we would just repent that even now in this time, Lord, some of us would even cry out from our own spirit, Lord, show up. Show your glory. Lord, bring your tangible presence for the folks who are dealing with back pain right now, for the folks who are dealing with marital strife right now, for the folks who are dealing with what di- what direction to go in career, Lord, that you would show up for those who are needing encouragement, dealing with discouragement, Lord, that you would show up, that your mercies, hallelujah, that are new and they're available right now would hit our hearts. We would receive them in our hearts on a heart level and that we would walk away from this moment saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. And thank you for what you're doing in Jesus name, in Jesus name.